Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Olivia Mentor. And we have a weird little listener voicemail (laughs) episode today about what is on your nightstand. It's kind of a fun one. I really like it. Me too. So originally, this spun out of, I feel like things I bought and liked always asks people or is snooping on what is on people's nightstand or in people's purses. And so we were going to do both. And we put out the call for voicemails. And we did not get a single voicemail about what's in your purse. We only got voicemails about nightstand items. So we're just going to stick with that. But we got a bunch of really interesting ones. So I am excited. Me too. Well, before we get into that, I guess quick wellness check. Are you okay after Taylor Swift gate in Buenos Aires? Oh, absolutely not. No, no, I'm not okay. The whole day yesterday, I was, I don't know. It was like, it was kind of like the feeling of when you have a vodka Red Bull, but like emotionally. I just was flying high all day. The kiss, literally the first thing I saw in the morning when I woke up, I opened my phone and it was the new lyrics to Karma and that whole thing. And I have since probably watched it 950 times. But the people need to know, Becca, do you still think it's PR? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. They will be having a child and Becca will be like, it's really good PR. They're playing the long game. No, I think if there's an actual marriage or a child, I will come around. But okay, I can't remember if we talked about this when we originally discussed this. The thing about it for me is he very publicly in July said that he did not get to meet her when he went to the concert and he was disappointed. So Mm -hmm. between July and September, when she showed up at games, she's on tour. He's in preseason and regular season football. When did they have enough time to hang out together to be in love? I just, it doesn't math for me. It does not math for me. Who knows? Maybe it started as PR and now they are in love. But I just, before she showed up at that first game, I just do not see how their schedules could have allowed them to develop any type of real relationship. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I think before she showed up at that first game, maybe they hung out a few times and it was one of those like instant things where they're just obsessed with each other. And here we are. Also... I do not want to poo-poo him. I know the internet is really excited that she's dating a hot guy, a manly man for the first time. They're really into how excited and enthusiastic he is about the relationship. I get it. I like, I get the fanfare. I also just have to say, there is this one interview in the archives that TikTok showed me where he gets asked in an interview, what is your favorite kind of milk? And he says, titty milk. And I just feel like Taylor Swift is not dating well, look, none of that us are kind perfect. of guy. <laughs> no, I get it. There are some things he says and I'm like, maybe don't say that. But then I just think, I don't know. It still works for me in my brain. Look, I'm not sure why. Look, the world is... Was the bar low? The uh, but he seems like a nice guy. Is a terrible place right now. And if this brings you joy, great. It does. Hang on it really to does. it with all your fingers and toes like a sloth. Just... Get in there. I close my eyes. I close my eyes and I see the image of him with his gigantic hands, just gigantic hands. It feels important to mention on either side of his face, just like with embarrassment and glee, 
when she changed the lyric. And it does bring me joy. And I am hanging on to it like a sloth. Don't let uh, me take away your joy. I, I feel like I just need to Homer Simpson into the bushes with my opinion <laughs> that nobody wants to hear. And No, I, like, you're definitely not alone in that. I think that is a less discussed oh, really? opinion, but it, but it's in the, I think it's out there. I think it's out there. I don't think people want to say it. Oh, I feel like but, everyone um, is like, this is true love. They're going to be engaged by next summer. Like I am in the minority here. Yes. I think there is a minority that thinks that he is a little too goofy Sometimes, hence the titty milk comment, which I literally hope I never have to say those two words together ever again. But I think there's an even smaller majority that thinks it's still PR. So yeah, I think your people are out there somewhere. Well, after this tangent, shall we get into some highs and lows? Sure. What is your high? (laughs) My high is that last week I was in Maine for the week. I went up Friday to Friday I just love being in Maine. At this point, I have been in Maine a full month of this year. I should be paying rent to my friends who I stay with. It was great. I was thinking of it as wanting it to be a really productive, almost writing retreat to work on my second draft. That did not happen. We never learned, do we? (laughs) Well, it's Iron Flame's fault, not mine. So that's Rebecca Yaros, not me, who's at fault here. Different Rebecca. Sure. But it was so great. We had like a fun weekend, a really relaxing week. We decided during the week, we alternated nights where you had to make dinner and then you got to pick the movie. So we had like a fun little after work sitch. Molly made these like incredible how sweet eats salmon and couscous bowls. It was like one of the best things I've ever had. It was so good. I made, yeah, I made shrimp tacos on Mike's night. He made black bean burgers. Like it was very fun. It was kind of like having roommates. Best movie choice of Mm. the trip. I've got to know what reigned supreme. So I think they were all good. So on Molly's night, we watched No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence, which is kind of a screwed up premise, but was really funny. Oh, good to know. I've been on the fence with that one. I thought it held up. It's worth watching. On my night, we watched Pitch Perfect because Mike had never seen it. Always a classic. And then on his night, he made us watch... Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which is like a British gangster movie from the 90s. And distinct genre change there. It's a Guy Ritchie movie. (laughs) I was deeply skeptical when it started. Like, there were so many characters. I was like, I don't know about this. It really came together at the end. Like, it was really, I was like, oh, yeah, this ended up being like quite good. Good. Great. Solid choices all around. Yeah. So. That was my high. I also, I did manage to do my first read through of my first draft. What I like to do is one hands-off read through where you just read it. And then a second read through where I get to mark it up and like write notes to myself about all the changes I want to make and make as many changes as I can on the page. So I got through the first hands-off read through and I was really happy to find that the first three quarters of the book felt solid to me. It is not done. It it needs work, but there was nothing in there that I was like, wow, this is irrevocably broken, which I was really relieved to see. And also just makes me be like, why have I been being so mean to myself about Mm -hmm. how awful this book is when it isn't even true to myself yet? I mean, the, the last quarter is a hot mess, but we'll figure that out. So It was positive to reread it and be like, it is not as big of a boogeyman 
as it feels like in my head. Good. That sounds very productive, positive, and healthy. Yeah. So now I'm trying to finish a second draft by the end of the year that I would be comfortable showing to other people, namely my agent, my editor. Well, I think you can get there. I hope so. What about you? What is your high? So my friend Laura visited. uh, She is one of my friends that I met when I studied abroad in the Netherlands. And we've kept in touch for the past decade, which is really nice. She is one of the coolest people <laughs> I know. And like, I, I just find her so inspiring. So she's training to is be a diplomat Dutch? right now. She is Dutch. Okay. Yes. She's training to be a diplomat. She's lived like in London, in China. I think she has her master's or her PhD. I don't know. She's just like crushing it in all ways. And so I'm really proud of her. And she was in the city. So she took the train up and visited. Uh, and I... I see her pretty often, like maybe once a year, once every few years. And uh, it was just really nice. We went on walks and I showed her some places around here and it was just cool. It was really nice. I love that. And I did tell her that my only reference for diplomacy is the show, The Diplomat, which she has watched. She said it's, it's much more just like sending emails. But anyway. What about on the low side? The low side is that I had a very sudden and violent bout of illness. Gastrointestinal distress is what I would call it. You know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, something, something is wrong. Something is wrong. I I do know that feeling. It's going to get worse before it gets better kind of thing. Yeah. So that happened to me. And then I was exhausted and also like, terrified to eat anything afterwards. Mm. Uh, I don't really know what caused it still because my friend was here and Jake was here and we ate kind of the same things. Anyway, feeling better, feeling rested. And it really gave me a perspective of people that deal with like chronic gastro issues, like IBS and stuff. Cause I was like, Oh my God, if I felt this way every day, I would not be able to survive it. So yeah, gave me some empathy there. Anyway, what is your low? My low is that I'm really struggling with focus and productivity. Iron flame is just one of the problems I am having. I just started that this morning. So I'm glad I have that to look forward to. I feel like this is going to be one of my need to be one of my goals for next year is to like really figure this out and rein myself in. So I was working. I probably was doing 30 consulting hours And then I was also working on rom-com pod stuff when I wrote my first book. In this book, I have so much of a clearer schedule. I'm only writing and, you know, working on promoting book one and doing the podcast. But like overall, I feel like I have less on my plate right now than when I wrote book one. And I've heard other people say this, that, you know, the work stretches to fill the amount of hours in the day that you give it. I am just, I'm so procrastinating I'm so unfocused and I, I'm a little angry at myself that I'm wasting my own time, you know? So I need to figure out a better, maybe stricter time management system with myself that I actually just sit down and do the freaking work instead of letting it take up so much time and then causing me stress and anxiety. So yeah, I'm struggling with myself right now. I get it. I'm in a very similar spot. So I will literally let anything derail me. (laughs) Oh, wait till you hear about my obsession. It has been a day. I'm looking forward to it. 
Well, why don't we take a quick ad break and then let's get into the nightstand things. Most of you have probably heard me sing the praises of pros and their truly custom made-to-order hair care. Switching to a custom routine from pros is one of the best things I've done for my hair and the results just keep getting better. I feel like my hair is so much healthier than when I started using it, I think, three years ago. I did not understand how unshiny my hair was until now comparing photos of present day to then. My hair is so much shinier. I feel like my ends are more healthy. I feel like I have less hair breakage and less hair loss. Also, one of the biggest changes is that my hair does not get as greasy, so I can go longer between washes, which I think helps me keep more hair on my head because I feel like I always lose so much hair when I'm styling not in like a medically dangerous way, but you know, when I'm like (laughs) styling my hair. I get it. Yeah, I just, I'm never going back. One of the things that I really like about pros is that they know that there's more to you than just your hair type. So it's not like you just tell them that you have wavy hair and they're like, okay, here's your selection. They have a whole in-depth hair quiz and they have given over 1 million consultations, which is exactly how I got started. And so did Becca. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros handpicks clean, sustainably sourced ingredients that get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. My favorite feature is Pros's review and refine tool, which lets you tweak the formula for any reason. Uh, if you change your address, if you change your hair color, your diet. And I also think it's so fascinating how Pros also asks you about your zip code so it can assess how your environment might be affecting your hair as well. And as a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. And if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, you can return the products and they'll take it back, no questions asked. Custom made-to-order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 50% off your first subscription order today, plus 15% off and free shipping every subscription order after that. Go to pros.com slash BOP. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash BOP for your free in-depth hair consultation and 50, that's five zero, 50% off your first subscription order. All right, Olivia, let's get into this episode. I nominate you to be in the hot seat first. So tell us what are the things on your nightstand? Tell me everything. The good, the bad, the ugly. I will. I will. Honestly, there's not that much. So I saw a I feel photo like- last night and I was, <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I feel like I know what I'm getting into now. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, but there's also nothing. So I will describe that now. So the first thing I'm always going to have on my nightstand, no matter what, no matter where I am in the world is Walida. Or maybe it's Walida. No, Walida. It's German. Walida. Yeah. Skin food. I have been singing the praises of this thing for, I feel like a decade now. It is my ultimate skincare product. I've probably put it on every part of my body at one point or another in my life. Everyone in my life that's close to me has now been influenced to use this stuff. It's just the best. And if I don't put it on my skin at night, it suffers. I suffer. 
I had a real change of heart on this because when I first tried it, I really disliked the smell. And mm. it's not that it's like I... citrusy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And it's really pungent. And I was like, I, I don't like this. And it's not that I can't smell it anymore, but I've now come around on the scent and I like it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. All right. What is next up on your nightstand accoutrement list? So I also have, this is a newer edition, a 2023 edition, uh, an Aquaphor stick. I really like having the option to apply lotion or like, it's not really lotion. It's more of like a barrier for like dry cracked skin. Anyway, I really like having the option to apply it without getting my hands all sticky. So I use this thing pretty much everywhere. It's really great for heels too. If you're like me and you, I mean, we've talked about this before, my hooves, it's a great option. And then I pretty much just have a lot of books. Okay. So is it mood based? Is it a stack based on your next ones on deck? Like what's the system? It's kind of just a completely random stack. I have one book that I actually just moved into the guest room because I thought my friend who's staying here might like to page through it, but it's called Brooms of Our Own. My friend Kirsten got this for me and it's a little book that has stories about a ton of different like famous authors and the rooms that they work in, their offices, how they work. Uh, I think I've talked about it on here before, but I like having the option to read something that's not a novel. So I like having that to page through on my bedside table. We'll link it in the show notes if you're interested. Right now I have Talking at Night and The Racial Incident uh, lined up. Oh, I feel like those are cousin books. Like I feel like those are somewhat related being British fiction that oh, are, really? are take place in the aughts. I don't know. Yeah. I just, re- I just read a bunch of murdery books in a row. So I thought I would take a different direction and I've been buying a lot of books lately. So I, when I buy new ones, I just tend to add them to either a stack upstairs or downstairs. And if it ends up upstairs, then it becomes my night book. I haven't charged my Kindle in months. So <laughs> that's what I've been doing. Then I usually have the necessary body serum or lotion. Honestly, I'm usually too lazy to apply this once I'm in bed. You have a lot uh, of lotion options on your nightstand. I don't mean to sh- I don't mean to shame you. <laughs> no, I mean it gets really cold and dry and my skin gets really really dry, but I also think like and again, I think I've mentioned this before, like it's part of the woman in a rom-com fantasy to apply lotion to my body before I go to sleep. Usually I just prioritize my face. The rest of me is just whatever happens, happens. There's not a lot of effort, but I do love the body serum if You're I want a mood something. mood moisturizer. Yeah, exactly. If I just want quick hydration that like absorbs quickly, the body serum is great. And if I'm like really kind of leaning into self-care, I'll do the lotion, which also okay. absorbs quickly, but it's a little thicker. Anyway, next we get into just sort of a pile of discarded things the various graveyards that exist on my nightstand. So first of all is just my discarded contacts that I take out of my eyeballs and just place there. My friend Elizabeth, whenever she stays with me, if she sleeps in my bed, she's one of my best friends. Like I will always find a pair of dried out contacts (laughs) on, well, I only have a nightstand on one side of my bed. So on the other side's the dresser. So I just, I'm like, what the fuck is this? They're like on my dresser. Oh no, they get all like sharp and and dried and then they like crumble into a fine dust. It's gross. Honestly, it's not my favorite habit, but just once I'm in the bed, especially because we don't run the heat upstairs, it's just like, I'm not going 
to do the whole thing. So that's how it is. I've had people send me videos of like, I saw someone had a mini like porcelain bathtub on their nightstand and then they put all the contacts in there and it creates like this effect that makes it look kind of like water. That to me is weirder. I don't know. Like in my mind, I just like to pretend they don't exist. I don't want to collect them. Like I'm trying to prepare for something or like reuse them or like display them in some way. That just feels wrong to me. So that's my truth. I also have like various pairs of glasses there on my nightstand. Also just like five to six claw clips at any time. Cause I usually have my hair back when I'm washing my face, whatever, always there. But then when I need to find one, can't find them. I understand uh, that so deeply. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the water bottle, water cup graveyard, which I realized last night at some point I subconsciously added a smaller side table next to my nightstand. And that has just become the water bottle spot. But you can't uh, so reach right now I have that six. from bed. I so know. You, do you have like one active water bottle on the nightstand and that's like the overflow? Yeah. Well, I bring one up every night and then it just remains there. Got it. Until, got, it got it. Until whenever. I don't really like wake up in the middle of the night and drink water. It's, it's more of a pre-bedtime sort of thing. And I also am always afraid it's going to spill if I put it on the, my more chaotic nightstand. Anyway, I feel like I have a lot to learn from the listeners and also from you because this seems like my only priorities are reading and hydration, which... Not bad priorities, honestly. Not bad. Not bad. It could be better. So I'll learn from all of you. I don't know that I'm an expert, but I am excited to hear from from listeners. Let's let's take some take some voicemails. Because I'm 26 going on 60, I have a reading light that clips on to the back of my book. It has three different light settings so I can choose cool tone, warm tone, or neutral tone. And then you have three different brightness options. So when my husband goes to sleep, I can turn my big lamp off, pop that little sucker on and read to my heart's content. So my nightstand essential is 100% my reading light. Okay, Olivia, I was shocked that we did not get more voicemails about people's reading setups. Have you seen those TikToks of the really intense ones where it's like the claw arm so that you don't have yes. to hold it and then the remote? And I mean, like a reading light sounds nice, but I've seen some very intense ones. I am not an in-bed reader. Ever? Rarely. Wow. Rarely. Do you just fall asleep really quickly? Yeah. I also find it less comfortable position-wise. Mm. So okay. once in a while on a Friday or Saturday night, like a weekend night, I will sometimes get in bed and read. But otherwise, I feel like I read on my couch and then I get into bed when I'm actually ready to go to bed. But yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a bed reader. That makes sense to me though. It's not the most comfortable thing. And I hate like leaning over. That's why I read with my Kindle in bed for so long because I hate leaning over to turn off the light. Like, mm. also, Especially when I'm like drifting off. Also, I live alone. So I don't, there's no one trying to watch TV while I'm trying to read. Right. That's a good point. But I'm into the reading light, but I've seen some of those setups that are just next level that people have created for reading in bed. I have thought about, like, I like the idea of being able to just be completely cocooned mm -hmm. and just like press the little remote. But then I'm like, I don't want to have to look at my like claw arm when I wake up in the, sure. in the morning. Like it feels vaguely like medical. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. So we also got some submissions via email and I'm usually, 
a stickler for rules that I only want voicemails, but I thought they were pretty interesting. So I, I let them ride this time because you, you, know, you hear enough of me talking. You don't need me to read emails to you too. But one of our emails was from Juliana and she said, as an Apple slut, I have an Apple watch, AirPods and an iPhone. And I recently got an all-in-one charging device, which sits on my nightstand now. And it's a game changer. And then also the Laneige lip sleeping mask because it's Canada and it's the only thing that works for not having cracked lips all winter long. I'm also a believer in this lip mask. I, I use it every night. I was going to say, you know who came out for this episode? The Laneige fans. Like, I think it is mentioned <laughs> no less than three or four times. I'm, I, it's not on my bedside table, but it's in my bathroom. But every night, every morning, whenever I'm feeling sad, honestly, it's, that shit is really good. I, it's, it's just, it's really worth it, I think. But you you said you found one, like the Tatcha one, right? Is that the one that you said you really like? Or was it a different one? I like the bite lip mask that got discontinued. Mm. And so I still have a little bit of one in my makeup bag. And then I bought the Lano lips, which I saw recommended somewhere online. And I frankly mm-hmm. don't think it does as good a job. So I'm in the market. I have the Laneige one. We'll talk about it. This isn't okay. about me right now. <laughs> And we have another voicemail about mouth tape. Hi, Becca and Olivia. I was inexplicably delighted by this question about what's in your bedside table. I have five items that I use in my bedside table, but I know you only you asked for the one thing that we could not live without. So I'm going to tell you the five things that I use, and then I'll pick one. So I have my retainer, my Laneige sleeping mask and refresh gel eye drops because, you know, when you live in Denver, you got to have the eye drops, vitamin E balm for my cuticles and mouth tape. And I used to think mouth tape was the weirdest thing ever, but I started using it in 2023 and I've never looked back. And if I had to pick one thing, that would be it. Love the podcast and I love this question. Bye. What's mouth tape? So. I could be wrong, but I think it's like something that makes you breathe through your nose and not your mouth when you're sleeping. So, so then it's not to keep you from snoring. So it is it to keep you like more hydrated. Let me Google this. So that you don't your mouth mm-hmm. doesn't get dry. After this voicemail, I'm half like, do I need mouth tape? And then the other half, what is mouth tape? I think mouth tape is like my line. Like that's kind of like my self-care line. Like if there's one thing I'm not willing to do just to avoid it says it improves snoring, allergies, and bad breath. Like, I'm not huh. taping my own mouth shut while I sleep. Unless, no. No, I'll get some mints. I, I, that seems completely uncomfortable. Yeah, but if Jake was a rampant snorer, wouldn't you want him to use mouth tape? Uh, no, like, I don't like the idea of waking up and I look over and <laughs> my partner is just laying there with their mouth taped shut. That okay. is, that's giving, it's giving like hostage Too situation. Too I don't far. like okay. it. Okay. But this person but likes it and we're happy swear for by it. We're happy. Yeah. I, whatever, whatever works for you. And maybe one day I'll change my mind. Peter, I am so excited to be leaving this voicemail. I have been listening since 2018 and I just cherish Wednesdays because I get so excited for a new episode to come out. And I just love all the positivity that you guys share. Also, I have no voice because I was just screaming at the top of my lungs all day yesterday for the marathon. So, so 
sorry for the scratchy podcast voice, but my bedside essential is Missler water. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but sometimes on a long day, you know, they say you have to take your makeup off no matter what, and you just have to get in a bed, and the thought of washing your face just really isn't crackalacking, and so I usually keep some Missler water just by my bed, so in case I just want to get cozy and then just be tucked in and take off my makeup from there. That's what I do. And a cup of ginger tea. So hope you guys have a great day. And I can't wait to hear what everyone else's um, bedside essentials are. We had this in, I think it was in the Little Luxuries episode. Somebody talked about doing their skincare routine in bed. And, you know, it's smart. It really is smart. That's why I keep skin food in multiple locations in my home. It's whatever works, you know? Well, let's take another ad break and then we'll get into my nightstand, figuratively. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we head into the holiday season, I think it can be so easy to spend all day busy finishing up end of your work or gift shopping or Thanksgiving menu planning that... By the time you get into bed at night, you're left with all of the things that you didn't get to address or work through throughout the day. Things like anxiety and stress in particular, your mind can race and it can make falling asleep so difficult no matter how tired you are. That's why therapy can be so helpful. It's built in regular time in your schedule to make sure your mental health isn't being pushed aside during the busiest season. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. In the past, therapy has been one of my mental health touchstones when I feel myself falling into old patterns and having trouble falling asleep or dealing with racing, anxious thoughts. It makes getting back to a good place feel that much easier. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bad on paper today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bad on paper. All right, let's talk about your nightstand accoutrement. Yes. I don't know if I used that correctly, but it felt right. You did. You Uh, did. It's like your ephemera. (laughs) there is a long list here. And so let's just kick it off. First thing. Okay. So my first thing is my gold bond crepe corrector lotion. And similar to you, I have found that the secret to applying lotion is to have as many of them around the house as possible. So I (laughs) have my bedside one, my living room one, and my bathroom one. Mm -hmm. I would say the bedside one probably gets used the most frequently. Is this a tube? No, it's a pump. It's like a pump. Oh, a pump. That's that's better. Yeah. If it is in a okay. tube, I will never use it. Yeah, I understand that. Yep. So pump, which, you know, I can just walk by and pump out a little. I don't use it at night. I usually use it after I take a shower. When I come into my room to like put on underwear and change, I'll like have a lotion moment. I also have a ring dish from West Elm. It's like a cute little tie-dye guy that serves both as ring storage. And also if I get into bed and I'm wearing rings, I just put them in there. Do you take off all your jewelry at night? Yes, but I don't wear a lot of jewelry, but I am actively thinking of becoming a jewelry person again. Like like jewelry you wear all the time? 
I don't know. Type of person? I don't know. We got to okay. figure it out. Excited to explore this. So that necklace that you're wearing, for instance, you sleep with that? Yes, I sleep with all my rings. And I also sleep with my, I have these tiny gold hoop earrings. I sleep with those, which I used to be like anti-earrings, any kind, but these are super comfortable. No, I think I yeah. would take all of them out because I have very sensitive skin to metal mm. specifically, even some types of like fine metal. So I don't know. We'll see. But I'm, we can talk about it in a future episode. I'm, I'm contemplating becoming a jewelry person. Great. The next thing I have is my retainers. Smart. Usually it's the case and the retainer and the retainer does not make it back into the case. So, Mm. you know. So it's just kind of flying free. Yeah. Flying free. Okay. Then I have a little tray guy and in the tray is my Tatcha lip mask which I would say would be my first choice in bed. It's a little goopy, which is... Mm-hmm. That's um, what I found. Which is not ideal, but it, I, I think it does a good job. I have the Laneige lip mask. It came in a mailer. I think it was like a press mailer for To All the Boys I Loved Before. I don't see anything special about it. I like that it smells like watermelon. You have the jar, right? Yep. Okay. Because they also have like a tube. Not as good. It's no. not the same thing. I don't do it. I have the pink jar. I don't think there's anything special about it. I think it's fine. Oh, wow. I think it looks good on, which I enjoy. Like, I feel like it looks like a nice, like hydrating lip gloss. So sure. like, I put it on in the morning too. Oh, but it also, okay. But it also does work. But anyway, mm. I, I, see your, I see your point. Not my fave. Then I have a jar of deeply expired goop night cream. Because after the Little Luxuries episode, I thought it was so genius about the person who said that they do their skincare in bed that I went in my medicine cabinet and I was like, what what old skincare do I have? And so I brought it into my bedroom. I've used it zero times, but it's there now. <laughs> well, if the mood strikes you. Yeah, I think that I'm learning that the container is really important to whether or not I will use the product. And right now I don't have this problem because I'm in nail jail. But when my nails are long, I hate when I get lotion stuck behind it. And so I think I just need things that are a pump or a squeeze tube so that I actually want to use it. And so I have a tube of the, what is it? The Embryolisse Lay Cream Concentrate that I have on my dining room table, which I use as my desk. And I feel like I need to get a bedside one of them too. It's like 20 bucks on Amazon. It's not hugely cost prohibitive. But because I'm never going to use this goop night thing because it's thick cream. It's going to get stuck behind my nails. And then I'm going to be annoyed and need to get out of bed to like wash my hands. Yeah. Basically anything in a jar, I feel like is a lost cause for me. Like, yeah, it's never going to get I'm getting there. I'm like, these things never used to annoy me. And similar to the non-slip on shoes, I'm getting more particular as I age. That's okay. The next thing is earplugs. I live on a pretty busy corner and I don't regularly wear earplugs, but once in a while, either construction or there will be a party or something, I will need earplugs. So I I always like to have them on hand. I always travel with them too. It's very smart. The next thing I have is I have a Diptyque rose candle that I got in a gift bag for being a bridesmaid and I've never lit it, but it has a really good... I think Lindsay Silverman, who owns Hotel Lobby Candle, taught us this when she came on the podcast. I think it's called a cold throw. 
meaning. Oh, yeah, that seems right. Meaning that like you can smell it even not lit. Mm -hmm. And so I, I like that it just when I'm laying in bed, I can kind of smell a whiff of rose candle. I like that, too. Very nice. The next thing is probably one of my most frequently asked questions. I have this dumb little alarm clock. It's wood on the outside. It's tiny. And every time it ends up in an Instagram photo, not talking about it, I get a million DMs of people being like, where is that from? And it's like, it was less than $20 from Amazon. I like freak out if I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't easily tell what time it is. And I don't want to, I don't want to like press my phone and get all that blue light activation. I don't know. I need a clock. I like having a clock. Mm -hmm. I don't use it as my alarm, but just if I wake up in the middle of the night to be able to see what time it is. So the clock is literally nothing special, but it was like the lowest profile, smallest digital clock I could find that I didn't think was hideous. So we'll link it in the show notes. People are always interested in it, which is fascinating to me because it is the most nothing special clock does the job. Don't get me wrong. I think more people just like the idea of having a clock bedside, but it's hard to find. So, you know, it's a scene stealer. People, the people need to know. <laughs> I also have a tiny tube of Ahava baby eczema cream that my friend Ashley gave to me when I was visiting her in San Francisco, because I, I do have eczema and especially uh, during the winter, I will get it on the back, like on my hairline, on the back of my neck. And oh. sometimes I'll be in bed inadvertently itching. So I like to have it close by. I have like prescription cream too in the bathroom, but I've just mm-hmm. been keeping this by my bed for tweeners. There's something worse than waking up in the middle of the night and being itchy. So yeah. good yep. call. Then I have my Amazon sleep masks, my my $10 Amazon sleep masks. Although I will say... One of the voicemails we have has me considering trying a new one next time I have mm. to restock. So we'll get there. And then this is above my nightstand, but is one of the best design decisions that I made. I have a sconce next to my bed that plugs in, like just the wire isn't in the wall. If I owned this place, I probably would have, but you know, just like snakes down to the ground. I don't think it's hideous. And it has like a, push button on and off so that I can reach from bed so that I could, before I get into bed, I turn that on. And then, you know, I have light when I want to go to sleep. I don't have to get out of bed to turn off the light. Yeah, that's key. It is a game changer. Very nice. I love a sconce. I want one. It's or two. Yeah. It's just like a little globe sconce. I think it's from Wayfair. It wasn't expensive, but I liked it aesthetically, but it has been one of the most practical design decisions I've made in my house. I have a bedside lamp right now and I hate it. So I oh. I can't wait to upgrade to a sconce one okay. day. Okay. So what what about the weirdest thing? Because I think we've saved the weirdest for last. Oh, you didn't tell me. Do you have a weirdest thing in or on your nightstand? Other than the piles of used contacts? I don't think so. Oh. And not that weird. I have my princess flashlight. It is, is that, a uh, Disney princess children's flashlight. Okay. Okay. I believe it's. I from, thought that was going a different direction. <laughs> no, I believe it's from Target. Uh, a long time ago, not current, and I have it in my nightstand in case the power ever goes out and I need to navigate. I'm not a survivalist person, but for whatever reason, I do feel strongly about having a flashlight on my bedside table. 
It's very smart. I'm actually surprised that I don't have some sort of a weapon, obviously not Mm. a gun because like, (laughs) do you know me? But some sort of a thing that I could uh, convince myself will protect me in a home invasion when in reality, I would instantly die. Like I would be like, just just get it over with now, whatever. When we were in college in one of the apartments I lived in, I don't even remember whose parents brought over baseball bats for every room. And so everyone just had a baseball bat for like intruders. That a baseball bat is good though, because it gives the illusion, like, you know what to do with it. Like you could just hold it and look intimidating. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I had like a pocket knife or something, like panic, I would panic too. I would probably inadvertently like stab myself actually just, just in the chaos. It would, Anyway, the flashlight, though, is smart. Not a weapon, but security-oriented. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like if the power were to be out, I would be scared, and so just having a... Mm -hmm. But now my phone has a flashlight, so I don't even know why I still need this. So maybe it's like my phone is also dead, but I don't know. I mean, apocalypse preparing. So the only (laughs) thing that's the only... I'm going to be able to see the apocalypse. I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. I will just be able to see it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's good to at least know what's happening. Sure. Um, you can see the zombies as they approach. Yes. Which is good. Is uh, it? Because, well, I don't know. Would you want to be attacked? That's a good question. I mean, I feel like practically, I would prefer to be attacked in total darkness because then you don't have the same fear but like my need for control personally mm-hmm. I would just like to see the creature I, I don't know what what do you think I don't think they're either are good <laughs> options okay let's hear from some other people who I'm sure are talking about more useful nightstand uh options than my zombie preparedness kit okay anyway Here's one. My book and Olivia, this is Madison calling from Atlanta, Georgia. I am a huge fan of a curated bedside table. So my absolute have-to-haves on my bedside table are my 40-ounce Stanley of water so that I can be hydrated at all hours of the night. Some sort of lip balm. I um, am an avid user of Aquaphor, but I also really like the Summer Fridays lip balm for a more elevated experience. Um, I love a nighttime hand lotion that has some lavender scent. My favorite right now is the Lush Sleepy Lotion. I rub that all over my hands and arms. And then I also have um, some lavender pillow spray by It Works uh, to help me, you know, ease into the evening. And then my absolute must on my bedside table are my foam earplugs that I sleep with every night. Have to have them. It really helps me sleep through the night, fall asleep, stay asleep because I'm a very light sleeper. Yeah, those are my must-haves on my nightstand. Thanks for everything. Bye. Another earplugs person. See? Yeah. And the Stanley. I appreciate the love for the the Stanley, which I also usually have amidst my water bottle graveyard. I don't like the Stanley as a nightstand water bottle because it's so unwieldy that I feel like I can't lay down and drink from it without like knocking it over. Wait, 
it just occurred to me, you know what would be a great weapon? A Stanley, a full Stanley. You swing with that, that handle, around? You do have Who to get needs? pretty close versus a baseball it's bat. True. But like then the intruder could be like, oh, is she just taking a moment to hydrate? No. You've had the weapon all Wham. along. Hiding in plain sight. <laughs> we also have another email. This is another eye mask person, but a very different eye mask or specific. Ella wrote in to tell us about her eye bra eye mask. And she said, ever since I borrowed one from my friend, I cannot go back to regular eye masks. These make me feel like I'm dead to the world. And they're perfect if you don't have blackout curtains. And she also keeps one in her travel bag for planes. Now, I've never seen this eye mask described this way, but I knew immediately what kind it was. I have never tried this kind, but I will say that mine moves around versus I think this might stay in place better. So I'm tempted by this. And she sent the link and it's the same price. It's $10 for three. So next time I need eye masks, I do have like six in my nightstand. So it's going to be a while, but I'm going to try these. Let's hear about a different sleep mask that somebody has. So many sleep mask people. My people. <laughs> Hi, y'all. This is Katie calling from Philly. And I wanted to chime in on the bedstand essentials question. Mine is the Tempur-Pedic sleep mask. It is so amazing. It blocks out any light, but it isn't tight on your face. It's like super cushy and soft and complete. I got one for my husband for Christmas one year. I had read about it somewhere online and I stole it from him. He bought himself another one and now we both wear them every night with our earplugs and it is like a cocoon, a sensory cocoon. (laughs) I can't recommend enough. Anyway, love the show. Bye. I have never heard of this sleep mask before. Have you, Becca? No, but I'm imagining it's like the mattress, right? Like it's just really cushy, like a thicker, I don't know. You'll have to get all of them and review them. Uh, Yeah, maybe I'm going to become an eye mask influencer. We have another email from Kirby who said, one thing I can't do without that isn't on my nightstand per se, but is related and absolutely essential to me are my Amazon smart plugs and Echo Flex that allow me to turn off the lights without ever having to leave my cozy bed. It may sound ridiculous, but once I'm under the covers... Obviously, it doesn't sound ridiculous to us, by the way. We're clearly on the same wavelength. Uh, Once I'm under the covers, the effort of having to take out even one arm to switch off the lamp is simply unacceptable to me. Instead, having all the lamps in my house plugged into a smart plug, I can just say, Alexa, good night. And all the lights turn off, even in other parts of my apartment. There's no time when it becomes more obvious to me how reliant I am on these than when I travel and have to physically turn off the goddamn lights with my actual hands. This sounds incredible because as someone who sometimes comes up to bed and Jake's like, did you turn off the lights downstairs? Like I asked you and I'm like, no, I obviously did not. And then Jake goes down and turns him off, even though it should be me. This could be really great. Maybe this is your Christmas present to Jake. See, our lights are very complicated because we don't have switches. So I don't know how that would work, but maybe actually would be better because anyway, it doesn't matter. The, the, We don't need to get into the electricity specifics. Sure. One last voicemail. Hi, this is Kristen from Massachusetts. And my absolute favorite thing on my nightstand is foot cream. Sounds gross, but I have super dry heels. 
And after complaining to my mom, she gifted me the Dr. Teal's foot cream and it changed my life. For $7, a bottle lasts for at least a year and I give my feet a little soothing lather right before I tuck myself in and it's self-care and foot repair all in one. All right, Olivia, let's get into end matter because I have some things I need to talk about. Yes. Well, one of my obsessions... I'll just kick it off really quick. Yeah, you're like, obsessions. you're like, it's about Taylor Swift, so I'm just going to go. <laughs> I was trying to say, I'll go quickly so you can talk about no, yours. You but like, one of them. You were like, I just can't not talk about this physically. I needed an outlet for it. It's anyway, one of them was going to be obviously Argentina. No, not Argentina. Buenos. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Argentina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Argentina. Argentina, night two, the Tavis of it all. But we've already discussed that. So instead, I'm going to talk about this docu-series, this set of docu-series that I watched over the weekend called Escaping Twin Flames and Desperately Seeking Soulmate. One is on Amazon Prime. One is on Netflix. They're both about this internet cult, for lack of a better word, where these two people, this couple who are twin flames... Uh, started it. And basically they tell people that if you join this group, you will find your twin flame, your soulmate. And let me tell you, whatever way you're expecting it to go, it gets so much weirder, so much more unbelievable. I truly and honestly despise the man running this organization more than any human on this earth, Wow, including Cody Brown from Sister Wives, which is saying a lot. Okay. Um, Other than like, you know, actual murderers and whatnot, of course. We're talking about reality TV fixtures here. Anyway. Is there a fact or a tidbit that if somebody's like, I don't know if I need to get into this, that like a little, a tasty tizer? Uh, sure. Uh, he eventually just starts saying that he is Jesus. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, also one of the things they do, they provide a meal plan which for themselves, they adhere to it too, included hot dogs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Great. Which what is more Jesus than hot dogs? That does not sound dogs? good for your cholesterol. <laughs> Let me tell you, my jaw was on the floor the whole time. Okay, anyway, tell us about your stuff. So I created a new novelty Instagram account this morning. As one does. <laughs> it is called Famous People Reading. People is PPL, so Famous PPL Reading. So last night I'm in bed, I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see this photo of Jacob Elordi on Vogue's Instagram. And the reason for the Instagram was because he was carrying some Louis Vuitton duffel bag that I think Pharrell designed. So it has nothing to do with the post, but he's carrying a book under his arm. And it probably looked so small. That is a massive man. That is a big man. And I reshared it and I was like, is there an account that just follows what celebrities are reading or what books they're spotted with. And I thought for sure I was going to wake up this morning and somebody was going to be like, yep, here it is. Nothing. How is this beat not covered in the year of our Lord 2023? Hot men reading or hot guys reading. There's hot dudes reading. Whatever. Hot dudes reading. But which is great. But I want to know, like, what are the car Jenner's reading poolside on their vacations? What books are celebrities reading on airplanes? I just, I want to know what people are reading. I'm nosy about books. I told you this before we started recording, but I think this is going to go viral. I think this is going to be your new 
like a new uh, business potentially. I am finding this so funny. I am having a blast. It's been five hours. Um, <laughs> I've already gotten 1,500 followers and a celebrity Incredible. to tell me what they're reading. I mean, this look morning, at you. It's been less than a day. <laughs> this morning, I got no work done. I mean, it is like the ultimate procrastination. <laughs> but I posted this photo. It's just a tote bag that says reading is sexy. And in the caption, I was like, tag your favorite literate celebrity and ask them what they're reading right now. And I have delighted myself all morning just tagging random celebrities. Anyone that pops into my head, Lindsay Lohan, Mandy Patinkin, Mandy Moore, Diane Keaton. Did I already say <laughs> all that? All the Mandys. <laughs> just <laughs> Cynthia Nixon. Like any celebrity that pops into my head that I'm like, yeah, I think they read. Hmm. I'm delighted. You gotta hit all of them. Get a variety for I, different I genres. I can't wait to see what happens next. I think it's going to be big. This is the beginning of, of a beautiful thing. I hope so. And then my second obsession, no spoilers, I'm not going to share anything, is Iron Flame Theory TikTok. Is this like theories about what's going to happen next or yes. what things mean? Correct. Okay. Correct. If this is something you're interested in, there is a spoiler thread in the Facebook group. There is a spoiler group in Geneva. So people are talking theories if you want to get into the theories. These people are so much smarter and so much closer readers than I am. Oh my gosh. Some of the things that people have picked up on are wild. Oh, wow. It's like Easter eggs. And yeah, like hidden videos. in plain sight. So huh. I'm only on chapter one, but I'll keep an eye out. Okay. Okay. What are you reading? You're reading Iron Flame, obviously. I did. Yes, I just started that. I just finished two books. One was All Sinners Bleed by S.A. Cosby. This is a super dark, like Southern murder mystery. This is, if you like True Detective, this is so True Detective, but I'd never read anything by this author before. It's about a Black sheriff in a Southern town who is investigating a series of murders so there's a lot of commentary about race and small Southern towns. I really enjoyed it. I was thinking, I feel very strongly this will be made into a series. Okay. If not an, an actual season of True Detective, because I think it would be perfect. And then the second one I read was My Murder by Katie Williams, which is, it's like a futuristic story about women who are murdered. I'm trying not to do any spoilers, but women who are murdered by a serial killer and the government by this time has figured out how to clone people. So in order to solve who is killing these women, the government brings them back to life. Oh, uh, that's kind of fascinating. It's really fascinating. Kind of hard to explain. The writing is so good. Like it, it's such an well-written book. Like I just, on a sentence level, absolutely adored it. And there are some wild twists at the end. Like there's some twists that happen. Like you think you understand the story and then you're like, wait, and you're totally thinking about everything a different way. So I really liked this one a lot. Okay. So you read and finished, I'm assuming, Iron Flame. Yeah, I read it in one 48-hour burst while I was in Maine. All 630 yeah. pages? Yep, getting... <laughs> rampantly made fun of for how engrossed I was in this dragon book uh, by my number one Instagram troll who was my IRL troll last week. <laughs> I thought it was really good. My one complaint was that I I did find myself being confused at some points. 
Um, and I think some of those times when I was confused ended up being purposeful that like it was a hint mm-hmm. to something. But other times I was just like, I'm sorry, what's happening right now in this battle? So I found it slightly confusing in some places. And I did find maybe like 70 to 90% a little draggy, but on the whole, like a top 10 reading experience of the year. Just feeling that engrossed and sucked into something is my favorite reading experience. So highly recommend. Not oh good. Not I'm... flawless, but like highly like thumbs up. Oh I'm my looking. gosh, look. Oh. Yeah, see, that's what happened last time. Thumbs up. <laughs> and now thumbs I re- up. Do- oh. Thumbs up. Oh, oh. <laughs> so when we say thumbs up, it's coming up on Zoom. That little thought bubble comes out of my head with a thumbs up, but it doesn't happen to Olivia, just me. Thumbs up. Damn it. God. Thumbs up. Well, thumbs up. Do you have to? Oh, do it both. Do both. Do this. Yeah. Do your thumb and say it. Thumbs up. No, still just me. Okay. Oh, wait. Okay. Anyway, I'm very much looking forward to getting engrossed in the dragon world. Once again, I'm happy for you. We have other stuff though. We have our final book club of the year, which is the Christmas Orphans Club. My book. We're reading it and discussing on... November 29th. I would love voicemails from you because I don't know. I want to know what you want to hear about and what you want us to talk about. So send us voicemails. If you want to call with a question or a reaction, our voicemail number is 843-405-3157. Again, that's 843-405-3157. Or you can always record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us at thatonpaperpodcast at gmail.com. We also have our new Geneva group, which is kind of like a thousand person group text. It's like a little chat room. Olivia. It's delightful. Yesterday morning, unlimited delight of people just breaking down the Taylor and Travis and Argentina of it all. I was doing some online shopping. People were talking about fourth wing. Just amazing. Such fun energy. I enjoy it so much. And our Facebook group still exists. And we are on Instagram at Bat on Paper Podcast. Where are you on Instagram? Oh, I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And now I am on Instagram (laughs) at Famous People, PPL, reading. Famous People Reading. (laughs) I love it. What about you? I'm on Instagram at at Olivia Mentor. (laughs) That's all. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) 